Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to episode 165 of Slamfire Radio, the Pokemon Go episode. Woo! It is July 29th, 2016. I am one of your hosts, Adriel Mewtwo Michaud. And I'm the other host, Kelly. I choo-choo-choo you, <laughs> Lynn. That is not a Pokemon name. <laughs> yeah, but it's Pikachu. That's what he Pikachu says. Ah, uh, okay. All right. All right. Good. Yep. Okay. Um, unfortunately, uh, Matthew's off, uh, Pokemon going. He, uh, he had a really wa- rare, uh, squirtle near him. So he had to get, he had to get out of his house and go catch that thing. And, okay. uh, Trevor is at the ne- uh, Nova Scotia National, uh, wine tasting, uh, exhibit. So they, uh, unfortunately couldn't make it on tonight. Mm, wine yeah. tasting. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, I mean, y- you know, he's just got the bugs. So he's, uh, he's got to keep going with it. But, uh, uh, Kelly, what did you do in guns this week? How much? Uh, <laughs> I went and, uh, yeah, the 1022, it's all together again. The rail's on, scope's on, everything is, it's nice. So, got to get out to the range and shoot it now. So, and Kevin's still moving, so haven't done mon- much at all. So, yeah. You got a bunch of 10-round uh, mags loaded up for your 22? Oh, yeah. And I won't tell you what I've done with it. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had a boating accident, remember. <laughs> There's going to be a lot, hundreds of thousands of boating accidents. Boating really. accidents. <laughs> yes, I can't speak tonight. Okay. Anyways, what about you, Adriel? Uh, well, let's see. Well, I had a couple of beers the other night, and I went on eBay, and I went on a little bit of a tear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one else does this, right? <laughs> Nobody. Uh, yeah, so I found some adjustable mag pouches. Now, I was talking with another guy, um, uh, and he had got these... Uh, uh, mag pouches, these adjustable mag pouches off eBay, straight from China, not good quality, uh, and they are ten dollars each. Uh, really? Yeah, not good quality for ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I bought five. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so they what are a, they made out of? Uh, Sorry, plastic. Oh. <laughs> Some sort of plastic. They're they're plastic. They've got a little uh, adjustable thumb wheel knob on them to. Uh, uh, to kind of tighten them down. And they've got a couple of different inserts to take different sized magazines. So uh, I figured, hey, for 10 bucks each, you know, what's the what's the worst that can happen? And uh, so I ordered a bunch of those. They're coming from China? They're coming from China. They had belts too, like inner outer Velcro belts for $30. So I got one of those too. <laughs> I don't really need two belts, but... but um, Frequently, when I do three gun, we've got two stages that are sh- shotgun only, and then a couple of stages that are rifle, pistol, shotgun. So I kind of I could use a belt setup that was strictly shotgun that had a ton of shot shell stuff on it, and I just put that on the outer belt, and then all I need to do is pull off one belt, put on the other one, leave my inner belt on, and I could go from shotgun only to shotgun, rifle, pistol pretty quick, right? Mm-hmm. But you got to think thirty bucks. It's going to last you one shoot. Maybe, 
Maybe. We'll see. My other one was a Black Scorpion one, and I've had it for two years, and it's been fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, if it if, and if I beat it up and it destroys itself, you know, whatever. 30 yeah. bucks. Yeah. yeah. No big deal. Uh, what else did I order? Um, I ordered, oh, just a bunch of random stuff. Oh, yeah, and then I was talking with that same guy that had those uh, mag pouches, and uh, he was printing off a, a dummy round for his 223. Uh, on a 3D uh-huh. printer, one of those plastic 3D printer kind of a things. Yeah. Uh, so I ordered one of those too. Because <laughs> <laughs> now, now that, that's ahead. not really gun related, but it kind of is because yeah. there is a ton of like usually for for a bigger, more complicated part, you buy it right. You uh, uh-huh. a holster, you buy a holster is fifty bucks. They're uh, precision, well, not precision made, but they're made of the right kinds of materials. They're d- reliable and all that kind of thing. But there's a ton, like within shooting and within guns, there's a ton of small parts that don't make sense to uh, sell at a low dollar value. There's a ton of like little tweaks and little add-ons that are available online where you can download them and print them on these 3D printers. I could go down to my local library and print this stuff, but uh, I don't know how much attention uh, I might get, and uh, I don't really want that. So <laughs> if I try yeah. to print a magazine or something like that or an AR lower or something, you know, I don't, I don't really want people to, to, to be, you know, wondering or, or anything like that. So I, I thought that uh, that I'd order one of those and uh, monkey around with it. Um, and I've already found a bunch of really cool things that, uh, that, that uh, a bunch of cool files that you can download. There was one for uh, a double match saver. So I've got a single match saver on my shotgun that just holds a shot yep. shell in case it gets uh, uh, held open just to quickly throw one in the chamber. And I found a double and I'm like, wow, that's that's clearly one that I got to do. Um, there's a bunch of like magazine base plates, uh, dummy shotgun shells, dummy yep. pistol rounds, dummy, all that kind of stuff. Um, and a bunch of smaller parts that you can add on. If you need to do like a specialty, like Picatinny rail to Picatinny rail, uh, uh, clamp, for example, you can, you can print that up. So That's there's cool. a, and I kind of want, I kind of want to be able to do that stuff so I can do, you know, silly stuff with my guns and, you know, like mm. combine ones that shouldn't be combined and, uh, and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. I know that there was a guy around here that was selling magazine extensions for um, AR-15 megs. And he was selling them for like, I don't know, 30 bucks a piece. So, and a bit. so to, to give you some background on the costs, the uh, the material for this is $30 per kilogram. And there's no way those, yeah. those extensions are that heavy, right? Right. So, yeah, magazine extensions is a really great one. I've got... Uh, uh, CPD mags, the C Products Defense. They're uh, they're a shorter AR mag. That's a that's for Beowulf, and I would like to add a magazine bumper to those to let me grab them out of uh, out of the mag pouches a little bit easier. Um, you know, base plates yep. for pistol mags. Uh, there's just all sorts of weird stuff that I'm gonna I'd like to get into uh, to trying. So all kinds of things you can play with. Yeah, exactly. Sweet. So. So yeah, I ordered one of those, um, and then I finally finished off my uh, my video review of that PAR three hundred eight. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so I got that guy done, and now I'm working on like a really detailed uh, disassembly video. You know, one of the things that you, you see all these reviews <laughs> online, <laughs> but no one shows how to take the stupid thing apart, and and uh, that the Troy PAR is is a good example of that. There's not a lot of really good videos on disassembly, like right right down. 
and yep. uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have that video out there so that people can see how they how they can uh, disassemble it and uh, all the little parts. There's a couple of little finicky things. It's not, it's not bad in the grand scheme of things, but uh, I think there's still some room for uh, for improvement, at least on on showing how to do it and that kind of thing, right? Okay. Yeah. So when are you gonna have the? Do you have them up yet, or the the review up? Oh yeah, yeah. I have the PAR review up on my uh, on my YouTube channel. Yeah. Okay, maybe you can link it to the to the uh, the Facebook page and and that as well. Oh, I should, yeah. I know yeah, Matthew maybe. was Matthew was going to do a review of his, but I think he got a I think he got a bad version that uh, uh, the the accuracy just wasn't good enough, right? Yeah, he sent it he sent it back. They're they're doing some testing on it, so he's yeah. expecting it back within the next you know year, two years, three. <laughs> Sorry, Matthew. <laughs> Hopefully, it's sooner than that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I can't complain about this three away. And then there have been a lot of really good ones out there. But I first, you know, I, I believe a guy like Matthew when he says that the accuracy wasn't there. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said that he's tried. He tried pretty much everything to try and get it to group a little bit better, but it wasn't working. Yours, mm-hmm. you said you had to run a few few rounds through it, right? Yeah, I had to get about 50 rounds through it before it started. Yeah. That barrel started to foul and it started to uh, to give me better groups. But uh, yeah, it's 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 not uh, not that bad. Also, uh, I got a Picatinny to Picatinny rail. This is one that goes on the bottom of your pistol, that, uh, that accessory rail on the bottom. Uh-huh. It kind of grabs onto there and then it gives you a rail on the top of your pistol for an optic. Um, <laughs> I, I'll have to I'll, maybe I'll have to share the share the picture of you need to share that picture that. too but that was the that was awesome <laughs> you know what I'm going to do with that I'm not going to actually put the scope on there you know how, what I'm going to use that for what the three in one gun I'm going to use that one to combine my rifle shotgun and pistol <laughs> I'm going to uh, take it out to a three gun competition you should yeah, that'd be perfect. <laughs> so, do you want to tell the? Do you, do you want to tell everybody who wasn't able to see this picture that you sent to us what what, what it was and what it looked like? Uh, sorry, which picture am I talking about now? You're talking about the pistol with the uh, with the um, scope on it. Yes, that you sh- yeah. that you sent to everybody today. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty special. Um, yeah, I don't know what. Uh, uh, who, who are you talking about, though? You didn't you didn't you send out a picture today about your pistol with a huge optic on it? Yeah, I sent that to you and Trevor and Matthew. Right. So I was just asking if you wanted to share that with people who are listening to oh, the show. Totally. Yeah. 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 No, I'll, that's a foregone conclusion. I was going to put that on the show notes or uh, okay. into the show here just to uh, you know annoy and uh, frustrate people, right. <laughs> make them think less of me. <laughs> I don't think I any less of you. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I did in guns. Uh, I st- I've had this FNFNS for how many weeks now? Two? Yeah, I still, a couple. I still haven't been out to the range. Oh, really? So disappointed in me. Mm. But I've been really busy at work. and You do know if they both die in a fiery prank crash, which they won't, by the way. Okay, well, if they do, you get to keep those, right? <laughs> I, I should probably get some sort of like will written up here just to just to have handy. Oh yeah, those guys mailed it to me. They they mailed this, that, this addendum right? uh, to will to me. <laughs> yeah, but okay. uh, yeah, yeah. No, I got to get out to the range. Or or alternatively, 
I need to go to a pistol fundamentals course that's coming right away. Do you know when that's happening? Do you know if the one's happening in your area at all? Hmm. I think there's one, there's a UFO themed one uh, that's <laughs> coming up uh, real quick here. And if I could check my calendar, yeah, yeah, Saturday, next Saturday yep. here. UFO so. pizzas. Are you going to get t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are anyway. quick on the swag. I, I need to, I need to like up my swag game here because you guys are way faster than me on this stuff. But yeah, I should, I should probably get some UFO t-shirts, like some UFO handgun fundamentals t-shirts or something like that for, for Trevor and Matthew does. when they come out here. <laughs> oh, we we're kind of talking before the show, but we might as well discuss now. Why don't we do a, uh, for next week, why don't we do a live show? Because uh, Trevor and Matthew are going to be at my house and uh, we could live show our side and your side kind of a thing. Sure. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Okay. So mm. why don't we do that? We'll advertise it, let people know. And we're letting them know now too. <laughs> Awesome. So next year is going to be a live show. FYI. <laughs> next week's a live show. Yeah. Got it. All I'll right. Plan, I'll plan to be sick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Upcoming events here. Um, have we heard from uh, James W. No. yet? No. Hmm, I think we need to put a timer on this. Mm-hmm, uh, one too. more week. James. James W. Last James. call for James W. James. One more week. Okay. <laughs> And we're going to go on to, we're going to do another draw. So if, if you're listening out there and you've, you've got that number and that virtual number I sent you and you've got it thrown in the trash, dig it back up again. We might have to do a redraw next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one here we have is the 2016 CNSCA Sporting Clays National Championships at the Wapiti Shooters Club in Grand Prairie. That'll be September 1st to 4th. Active Killer Defense Course, August 21st in London, Ontario. Rick's going to be doing an urban pistol course in Barrie, Ontario on September 17th. The Practical Shooters, Cor- uh, Practical Shooters of Canada is proud to announce the first Canadian Precision Rifle Series match to happen on the uh, at the 4th Canadian Division Training Centre just outside of Meaford, Ontario. The Meaford Long Range Steel Challenge will be September 2nd to 4th. The 2016 Algonquin Club, uh, sorry, Cup will be taking place at the Eagle Lake Gun Club in Sunridge, Ontario, September 18th. From August 20th to 21st, the uh, Earl Green of Phase Line Green Tactical will be at the Regina Wildlife Federation for a two-day carbine course, or carbine, depending on which way you want to take that. Uh, we're going to have the uh, uh, BC Provincial Clays July 29th to 31st. And let's see here. Brian S. let us know that uh, Valkyrie Defense has a counter ambush concepts course in Battle Creek, Michigan, on October 9th, 2016th. Anyone who's interested in that, please check out their website for more details at main.valkyriedefensegroup.com. Brian S. is letting us know about an Appleseed uh, shoot. There's going to be an Appleseed Project uh, shoot in Coshocton? Coshocton. Coshocton, Ohio. Coshocton. <laughs> September 10th yes. to 11th, 2016. Uh, there's going to be some Canadians on hand to help instruct and check out the website to register. And it's a really long Eventbrite one, which we'll be sure to put into the show notes. Are you going to be there, Kelly? Absolutely. Oh, so. that's how you know how to st- how to pronounce it. Eh? Yeah, been there, done that. <laughs> Got I the see. handgun fundamental. No, I didn't. I had the counter ambush course down there. So it's with the guys from Valkyrie Defense. Uh, Brian... Uh, at his home range, he's uh, promoting the Appleseed Project, uh, well, their course. Anyway, so 
Yeah, he's going to have one there. Uh, so there's a couple of Canadians that are going down. There's going to be me. Uh, there's going to be uh, uh, Kevin Latham. Uh, Mario as well, Mario Calcagni, uh, is going down. And we're hoping maybe that uh, with the other orange hat, uh, Rick uh, Kedjebek, is able to go as well. But if not, there, well, there's going to be at least three three Canadians that are going down, which is interesting because we're going to be teaching about history. You know, the Revolutionary War. So you got the redcoats are coming down to the states and teaching <laughs> anyways i think it's funny they're coming for the white house <laughs> those dang british from upper canada coming down to <laughs> yes yeah i yeah. said can we teach it from the canadian you know the british point of view anyways <laughs> so that one didn't go over well anyways <laughs> oh what what would it take uh to do a maple seed i know you guys have talked about that before but mm-hmm. uh what's the uh uh, if anyone's listening and kind of wants to put in the missing key or, or help out with this, what would they need to do? Or what's the, what's the piece that we're missing to get a, a Canadian maple seed going? Canadian maple seed. So we, we, we did run one back in August of last year. Uh, what happened is uh, it got put on hold a little bit because the people that, well, there was one person uh, that uh, he was going to spearhead it. Anyways, uh, he's, he's quite busy. So we have a couple more people that are now prepared to help with that, but we also had the charity shoot that was happening. So mm. now we are putting things into place so that, that that can happen. But we also needed we the people that are going down to Kashokton, we need to be trained and we also mm-hmm. need to basically we're working furiously on things like targets that are going to be um specific for maple seed and we're also course of fire and all kinds of different things. So there's a lot of things in the background that are, are that are taking place. Um, but yeah, it takes a while for us to. And let's be honest, we're trying we're trying to pick a date on at a at a range that's going to work, and then we'll start spreading our wings at different areas as well. Those talks are happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But if anybody is interested, you know, send us an email either on the forum. Uh, there's a one specific for Canada. You can actually shoot an email or a message over there but you know also go to some of these apple seeds that are down in the states learn about it and if you shoot a rifleman you actually can also help with being part of the team to to bring it here to canada too so yeah, yeah that's interesting i mean uh, uh I've, I've actually had a couple of people uh even since the last time we've we've uh recorded a show that have asked me like hey uh are, are, are there any plans to do a maple seed here in uh, in Canada? And, and the okay. guys I'm talking to, of course, are around Edmonton here. So um, yep. uh, I guess I have to get some of those guys to uh, to contact you guys and maybe offer uh, uh, putting up a range and doing some of the logistics and maybe paying for some flights to uh, to get some people down, right? Yeah, you, exactly. You know, um, the range piece is the big part of it, people getting people trained. Um, right now we're looking at, instead of doing a two day course, doing the one day courses just to get stuff under our belt and starting the ball rolling and all that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we have some, we, we've been talking about it and yeah, there's a plan to get a maple seed up and running this fall. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah. we got to so, do more of that. I think, uh, I think one of the things that that's really important uh, about getting uh, gun owners in Canada involved is getting more, different kinds of training courses out there. You know, we've got IPSC and yep. I think there's enough IPSCs and black badges out there that, you know, everyone can t- can uh, 
line up for one of those at the very least and take it. You know, if, if you're in mm-hmm. Toronto, you might have to wait a while before you can get in and, and get your black badge, but that's available. Uh, yep. In terms of rifle, there's less, there's less training yep. out there, I would say, that's available. And in terms of shotgun, there's clays or, you know, other kind of more static courses. There's, there's three gun, but there is no real training courses around there. Yeah, there's not. And then on Rimfire, there's like nothing. So uh, I think I think the more different kinds of variety of training we get. I mean, we've got two million license owners here in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I think a ton of them, um, you know, might might go hunting or might just have a gun and not really do too much with it. I think if we can get those people more engaged, we don't need to necessarily like increasing the number would be great. But if we can get those two million people more engaged with the sport, they would... uh, uh, probably get more politically active and more mm-hmm. uh, active in the organizations, and we'd be a, a stronger force than we are right now. Right now, it doesn't feel like we're hitting with the w- weight of two million license owners when we, you know, try to uh, uh, try to uh, uh, get some laws corrected and straightened out. Right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Anyways, yep. I'll get off my uh, my soapbox for that. <laughs> Do you want your, to uh... your rant? <laughs> Do you want to take this first news item from uh, James? James? Okay, so James uh, sent us this uh, news item, as as Adriel was saying. Um, Let me read it a little bit, because it says, Please say a shirtless man was carrying a camping chair bag, okay, with a long gun stolen from the Walker Road Canadian Tire Store uh, inside, was arrested Sunday. Does that make sense? Police say a shirtless man was carrying a yeah. camping he chair had a lo- He had bag. a long gun inside the camping chair bag. That's where he was hiding. Oh, okay. And so. I don't know about the inside part. But you, you heard of that smash and grab in, uh, in Canadian Tire? No, I didn't. Oh, there was a... Uh, Tell uh, me about it. Uh, just recently here, there was a smash and grab where they, they ran a, a stolen truck into it and uh, 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 grabbed a bunch of guns and ran kind of a thing. That was just last week, I think. Okay. And so, they got one of them. <laughs> they got one of them. Right. Yeah. So he noticed him walking down the street carrying a red camping chair uh, style bag with a shirt wrapped around it and objects sticking out the end of the bag. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Not uh, not very discreet. <laughs> no. And it looked like the silhouette of a rifle stock. Okay. So, yeah. So he he's one of the guys that was in the smash and grab. You know and what's he, funny? He could probably have just been carrying it in a rifle bag and been <laughs> and not. He would have been cop. fine. Yeah, but since he was yeah. carrying it in something suspicious and you know sketchy, uh, <laughs> they they knew something was up. Right. So he got uh, carrying concealed weapon, possession of a firearm without without holding a license, and also possession of a firearm arm obtained by crime. I s- seriously can't talk tonight. So. <laughs> It's just one of those Excellent. days. <laughs> uh, I know. Did I say it was 40 degree heat today? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and humid. And humid. Yeah. Yes. No, I would die. That's 27 here and, and relatively dry. And uh, it's it feels like too much for me. <laughs> oh. um, I'll take the uh, I'll take the next three because they're all kind of related. Um, sure. And it's kind of related to our pseudo uh, uh, topic for today. Uh, the first one is Pokemon Go player stops mid game to shoot man trying to rob him. <laughs> what a yeah. title. I love it. <laughs> the events began when a group of six people headed out to a public park to catch Pokemon just after 4 a.m. Now, this probably seems weird to you unless you've played Pokemon Go and then it will all make sense. 
they headed there because it's a good place to catch the virtual monsters, particularly the fish-like Magikarp, which I'm, I'm going off script here, is a garbage Pokemon, by the way. Uh, according yeah, to Facebook, but it's really hard to get. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah. go ahead. Uh, according to Facebook users, which can only be found by heading to relevant locations, at that moment, an armed man and a driver pulled up in an SUV and demanded they hand over the things that they had. One of the Pokemon players had a concealed carry permit that lets him carry a gun, which he pulled out and shot at the would-be robber. One of the Pokemon players was hit in the stomach and hospitalized, according to police. It isn't clear whether it was the same man who was carrying the weapon uh, or someone from the uh, vehicle who had shot back at them. So, right. Gotta be careful when you're uh, out going for those Magikarp, I guess. Yeah, this was in... Wasn't this in Las, Las Vegas? Yes. Yes. This is in Las yeah. Vegas. So the, and tell me more about more Pokemon Go. Let's go into uh, <laughs> a little bit more Pokemon Go. Uh, another sh- <laughs> another Pokemon Go Go uh, themed uh, gun news. Please say two Pokemon Go players stumbled upon a shooting victim at a Phoenix Park early Tuesday morning. Police uh, Phoenix police say two men in their twenties were playing the smartphone game uh, near 35th Avenue in Campbell when gunshots rang out and they stumbled upon a 30 year year old man who had suffered suffered from multiple gunshot wounds. Now Pokemon Go like it's encouraging a lot of people to get out and go to places. So right. I guess these things are going to happen, right? They're going to run across people that uh, that that are doing this kind of stuff, right? Absolutely, they're gonna they're gonna run into people. So they're using Pokemon Go to lure people to specific sites, like they did here in the Las Vegas one, um, and robbing people. Or yeah, they're actually going to other areas and finding people. Well, they just, found somebody who was sh- shot. Yeah, just running across. I mean, there's more people out there. Just you know, um, there's people out there who who walked and and go from point to point, and then there's Pokemon Go players who are just all over the place. <laughs> So they're going to be like taking paths that aren't normally taken and, you know, going down yeah. back alleys and doing all sorts of weird stuff. I'm surprised they they actually found him because usually they're looking at their phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, third one here. Pokemon Go players allegedly shot at Ontario woman charged. Ha, so a Canadian angle. Uh, An Ontario woman is facing weapons related charges after police said Pokemon Go players were shot at with a pellet gun over the weekend. York York Regional Police Constable uh, Andy Pattenden told CTV News Channel that the incident occurred in Newmarket near Main Street South and Water Street around 10.30 p.m. on Saturday. When officers arrived on the scene, they were directed to to a two-story apartment building where witnesses said they had seen a female on the roof shooting pellets from a handgun-style weapon. Officers attended the suspect's residence inside the apartment building, and she was taken into custody custody without further incident, and the pellet gun was seized, the statement went on. It is believed that the suspect fired at least four shots at the people playing Pokemon Go, but none were struck, and there were no injuries. I think she has it out for people who are playing Pokemon Go. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's, uh, I think this is like the the unlawful way of saying, get off my lawn. (laughs) Yeah. That's craziness. Well, Pokemon. okay, okay I, was, I wasn't intending on, on doing three Pokemon Go news articles. I knew of the one Las Vegas one, so I Googled it, and these other ones came up. There was so many. It's crazy. <laughs> well, there's, uh, uh, you know, just to compare it to some other apps, there's more Pokemon Go players active than Twitter users. So it's mm-hmm. it's more active and more popular than even, you know, some well-established social networks at this point. So. Right. 
uh, a lot of people are playing it. It's it's a fad at this point. There's a lot of people yep. who are who are into it, and uh, they're out there uh, and uh, doing. You know, this stuff's going to happen. There's just raw. There's just a raw number that's that's going to go into here. You're absolutely right. Like yeah. we went away on vacation last weekend, and there was four people. Who was the odd man out in in that situation? Guess. Was it you? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I did the same go. thing last weekend. I was out with four people. These are all people in their, you know, uh, mid thirties, forties, and yeah. uh, and all of them played Pokemon except for me. I know. <laughs> we went to historical places, and there was, yeah. Anyways, There's... Pokemon going going on. Um, <laughs> Friday night, you know, midnight out walking around, which was it was awesome. It was a nice night, and that, but people you. People you walk past, they're looking at their phones, and you see that they're playing Pokemon. Everybody was playing Pokemon Go, and uh, and you hear dinging because there's alerts, and people are. <laughs> but we're we're at Stratford, you know, as you know, it's Shakespearean plays and all that, and people are luring people to islands. And anyways, <laughs> Shakespeare's rolling over in his grave, but. <laughs> Anyways, it's yeah. getting people out. It's getting people walking. It's getting people talking to each other. But you know, we really need to make sure that you know we're we're not paying too much attention to our phone as opposed to where we're going and different things. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Yeah, there, That's a good point. There's I, pros and cons, right? Yeah, I had read. Oh, someone had calculated the calorie count that uh, Pokemon Go was responsible for, and it was some astronomical number. I can't even remember what it was. It was yeah, millions and millions. But uh, <laughs> you get all those people out there walking around. Anyways, there's 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 the final word on Pokemon Go. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if uh, Matthew got his uh, magic carp tonight. Oh, maybe. You know, he's <laughs> been he's been pining after it. I've I've heard him just, you know, talking at at end uh, about it. Um, huh. whenever our sh- like last week when our show ended, he called us up and he start started talking Pokemon Go the whole time. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yep. It's, it's it's all about Pokemon Go. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um and then this the, did you want to take this last uh, news piece here? Uh the RCMP clarified their position saying that you have to actually t- pin the 10 round uh 1022 mix. So instead of uh yeah, so their new position is that instead of um you, you and you have 30 days to do this. So, yeah, from the time that they put out the bulletin, I saw the bulletin was dated on the 21st. So they're giving people basically 30 days from the 21st of July to 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 pin the eggs or they will essentially be confiscated or they could be charged. Um, any other? Well, we're going to be talking about that in our main topic, are we not? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, so. so, so why don't we talk a little bit more about the uh, that, that RCMP ruling uh, to... Mm-hmm. Uh, to pin those uh, those twenty five round mags, to pin them to ten, and uh, uh, for that, we're going to talk to uh, Tracy Wilson from the CCFR. And now, uh, just uh, welcome on to the show, Tracy Wilson. Tracy's uh, chairman of the board for the CCFR, the Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights. Uh, she's enjoyed her first year of duties in this role, has taken ownership of the membership, online store, and operational aspects of the CCFR. Uh, she brings with her great experience to the inner workings for the not-for-profit and governance in Canada. Thanks, Kermit, for uh, coming on to the show, Tracy. Thanks for having me, Adriel. And you guys have some uh, some pretty big news to share with us, I hear. 
Yeah, that's right. So I'm sure everybody who's uh, been online the last you know week or two has seen all the stuff going on, um, you know, surrounding the uh, 1022 mags for the uh, Ruger rifles, right? So there's been some um, action by the RCMP to go ahead and reclassify uh, the the high capacity mags to prohibited. So that causes a little bit of a problem because, as everyone's aware, these have been sold for about three decades now across Canada, and we believe there's somewhere around the number of one million of these mags uh, spread across approximately 100,000 owners. These are just, you know, some kind of rough estimates, but they're probably not that far off. So as a pro-firearms advocacy organization, we've been really hard at work all week uh, on this topic and digging and scraping and trying to find out everything we can and, you know, just trying to protect uh, firearms owners because, you know, as most people are aware, this is probably just the beginning. So we, there needs to be some action. Um, so today, interestingly enough, uh, the CSSA announced that they are going to um, be launching a, a civil uh, suit action. Um, in conjunction with the CS AAA. So we decided that as, you know, as a community, we need to get together on this issue. This is a really big issue. It's a big issue for one group to tackle on their own. Uh, and it just shows a good united front for the community, for everyone to work together. So this evening we did have a, um, a conference call and we had uh, reps from the CSSA, the CS AAA, the CCFR, I, I attended, and Blair Hagen attended on behalf of the NFA. Ian Runkle, uh, a well-known firearms lawyer and advocate here in Canada, he also attended, as well as Dan Fritter from Caliber Magazine. So we decided, uh, you know, it's, I mean, most of the orgs have kind of a different mandate where, you know, we each do our own thing. When we started the CCFR, we had never intended to replace any org or, you know, anything like that. Basically, we would like to complement them, right? Uh, we're, we're a pretty uh, media savvy organization and uh, our mandate is education and public relations. So uh, I, I attended the meeting tonight. It lasted about 35 minutes. Um, basically, we just decided it's it's about time, uh, you know, some people from each organization sat around the table together and decided how are we going to attack this from every front possible. Uh, so having said that, um, you know, we all we all had different, you know, angles that we're looking at. I mean, as a as a really uh, story, as a really um, media savvy organization, is you know our our, our that's our forte. That's where we work best at, and I made it pretty clear that you know that's our area of and interest. So uh, I requested a copy of the legal plan for review, and the NFA did as well. Blair asked for one as well. Uh, we all agree. Um, you know, we've got to look at. Uh, a harmonized message from all groups on this issue. We looked at our different insurance coverages to see who can cover what. Uh, there is, you know, some discussion of other legal, legal ramifications from, uh, you know, from the, a kind of what kind of blowback we're going to see from this. You know, are people going to get arrested? Are there going to be charges? Uh, we, nobody really made any solid promises, but we we did agree that we need to tackle this from all sides. By everyone involved, um, you know, 
that the main message that came out of that meeting as well, other than just having a good harmonized solid message together, is uh, legal is asking everyone not to use, transfer, dispose of, alter, or mo modify or transport any of these magazines at this time. So I know on the RCMP bulletin that went out, there's some discussion about pinning them. We're asking everybody not to do that at this time. Just leave them. Don't transport them. Don't, you know, let's let's not purposely get ourselves uh, into trouble, but let's also not, um, you know, we're not, we're not all metal workers. Let's not start modifying parts for a firearm. So we're going to, um, you know, we're just going to sit on that. We're, we uh, had a debriefing afterwards and we're going to circle back around in a, in a couple weeks, see where everybody's at on this um, after we have a chance to look at the legal action plan. And in the meantime, we're going to form some cohesive messaging um, that shows a united front by all organizations. Interesting. And that's well that was kind of the the deal, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I think the RCMP Bolton said that there was thirty days, anyways. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, just jumping to immediately pinning your mag is, I guess, a good point. If, uh, especially if we can wait a little bit, and if we can see if we can reverse that decision in the in the short term or get better clarity on it, because yeah, um, I already know some people who have gone ahead and pinned their magazines, and. Uh, um, you know, I, it, this is this is really fast for the the huge group that it affects, and it seems like like it seems really ridiculous that they want, um, you know, like a hundred thousand owners out there, which is a number I, I tend to agree with. Uh, they want them all to to like rush out the door and, and pin yeah. all these mags, right? Yeah, and that's you know we had some discussion about that. Uh, I know Butler Creek, uh, we, you know they're they're working uh, with everybody involved to try and come up with some kind of verbiage on that because here's the thing: is you get everybody across the country trying to jam a pin in or put in a pop rivet or you know alter alter you know it looks pieces that are for a firearm you could have all kinds of issues you could have jamming going on like so right now they're just asking people you know we're not going to we're not going to poke the bear by you know driving around with these on our windshield of our car or anything so let's just keep them in the gun safe put them away don't transport them or use them you know until further notice but also please don't pin them right now so that's the message from the legal department uh behind the civil suit uh i tend to agree with it i think you know i i know i've got buckets of these things and i'm looking at them thinking i have no idea how to do that i know it's probably not that difficult but you know i think we just need to hold off um let's see what happens but at the same time we want to protect ourselves so you know just just maybe leave them in the in the gun cabinet for now yeah that should uh that should prevent some issues around uh uh, getting pulled over with one of these and and accidentally becoming the uh, the the case that has to go to court, right? Yeah, well, that's it exactly. I mean, at some point, it is going to have to go to court, but that's going to be well orchestrated. So, mm -hmm. you know, let's. Uh, yeah, we don't want you know ten thousand guys calling in saying they're in jail and come and get them. So. You know, the RCMP bulletin also did say that it's not to be used as a standalone charge. Um, so, you know, if you're if you're using it in the commission of some other crime, you know, you're going to be on your own. Uh, there are some, you know, some other charges that could stem out of it, uh, storage and whatnot. Um, you know, basically the RCMP need kind of two or more items to charge you with uh, in order to make it stick. So, and personally, uh, 
and the opinion of everybody on the call was what would happen right now is they would just confiscate the mags. So if you don't want to lose your mags and you don't want to hurt yourself, I think we just leave them in the gun cabinet for now. Um, and uh, let's not put pins in them just quite yet. Okay. I have... I did have a question. A lot of people have been calling the CFO and they've been um, mailing their, or emailing, also mailing letters to their MPs. Do you still want us to continue doing that or leave it with you guys? And No, absolutely, Kelly. I think, you know, I think it's important right now, uh, you know, for politicians and, you know, the bureaucrats to understand the magnitude of this situation. We're not talking about, you know, uh, I realize the problem, you know, with the Charger pistol, but, you know, that's a couple hundred people who own that versus probably 100,000 owners with the mag itself. Right. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think you've got to kind of look at it objectively. Uh, I know everyone's really upset about the RCMP being the one to, you know, they're there to enforce laws, not to write them. But here's the thing. If, if Ralph Goodale has um, placed them the responsibility of making recommendations and, he, you know, he's basically just going to rubber stamp them, you have to understand he's probably not a firearms owner. He probably doesn't understand the culture or the, you know, or the frequency of which these mags are out there. There in the in, you know in the public, I, if they don't know any better, I mean you got it's hard for us because we, we know we laugh. Well, it's a twenty-two, you know. But a lot of people don't, right? You see the media calling them all kinds of things, you know. Next thing you know, there'll be uh, assault mags or something. So, you know, we've got to kind of look at it objectively. Um, and uh, yeah, I think a, a really good thing to do is to write into your MPs, voice your concern. You know, I nothing speaks volumes like, you know, like sheer numbers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if I was an MP sitting there and all of a sudden I'm getting 500 emails a day about this issue, I'm going to take notice and say, okay, what is this 22 thing everyone's whining about? You know, I, I'm going to want to know what the deal is. Otherwise, if they don't know, that's how things like this just slip right through the cracks. And next thing you know, it's law and, you know, we're all in trouble. Right. Again, yeah. education. That's right. Yeah, I, it doesn't. Everybody can use a little education. Just because you're sitting in in, the, in an office as an MP or even as the Minister of uh, Public Safety, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily completely well versed in in the topic, right? So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That was um. That was awesome. Okay, great. And uh, just to let you know, uh, I will be meeting with the Ottawa Citizen next week. We're going to uh, I'm going to take her to the range and show her exactly what a 22 is, and uh, we're going to do a nice interview. So I'll be posting a link for that if everyone wants to check out the, uh, the you know the CCFR fan page on Facebook and uh, and also the website. Awesome. Excellent. That's great. Thanks, Tracy. Hey yeah. Thank if you anyone much for has any on. questions, yeah, no problem. You can send an email to info at firearmrights.ca, and that's where you'll find me. Awesome. Thank you very much for uh, for taking some time out of your busy schedule to uh, speak with us about that, Tracy. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy the rest of the evening and have a great show. I just wanted to say thank you again to Tracy for coming on and uh, giving us the update on uh, on where things are at with those uh, 1022 mags. Yes. Yeah. Literally before we decided to start uh, recording, it was five minutes beforehand. I said, Tracy, do you want to come on? She said, sure. That was awesome. It was extremely timely. And I think we're going to get this news out to people uh, really quickly. And yeah. uh, I think it's important because if all, if all the news you get is the, is the uh, RCMP bulletin, you know, there might be a right. 
ton of people out there that just mangle their mags. And, uh, and if they can get that overturned in the next two weeks, then, you know, you would have done it for nothing. So I think right. the, uh, I think the advice was sound, just given that, you know, the advice of saying like, Hey, leave them at home and, and don't do anything with them. And, uh, and let's see what we can do, uh, is better than just mangling them for, for no, no reason. Right. Right. Exactly. Cause if you don't, if you don't know what you're doing and you're drilling a, a hole to put, put a popper of it in there, um, you could, you might miss the, the spot to, to rivet and have to do it a couple of times. And now you've got a, uh, a magazine that's got a couple of drill holes in the back, right? Swiss cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one wants yeah. to have one of those. No. no. Uh, yeah. But I think the best thing about that is showing that there is a whole bunch of different, um, advocacy groups willing to work together as a united front and that's pretty awesome that's amazing yeah i think it is too it's really good to see uh let's get on to some listener feedback so the first one here is from jason t i have a request for kelly if you Mm -hmm. wouldn't mind i'd appreciate a warning before talking about california gun laws rather than apology afterwards that way (sighs) i can pause the podcast and pour myself an adult beverage before being inundated with the subject of California's BS. Otherwise, you folks are doing a fine job. Keep up the good work. P.S. Kelly, you mentioned losing your 1022 mags in a terrible boat motorboating accident. Can you please explain? <laughs> no. <laughs> I like how you mentioned that it was a motorboating accident and not just a boating accident. <laughs> yes. Do you think that was intentional? I, yes, it was. Um, yeah, sorry, Jason. Yeah, we'll make sure that we'll put a trigger warning beforehand for you. <laughs> oh, we got to do that now. We got to put trigger warnings into, into the show. <laughs> I think this one will be a trigger warning for Trevor. Pokemon Go. <laughs> it's way too late by now. <laughs> he's, he's already been damaged. <laughs> he has been. Okay. Uh, if you'd like Anyways. to uh, email the show, just send your email over to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Mm. Now, uh, on iTunes reviews, we've got a special one today. It's mm-hmm. from a country we have not got a review from before. So, right. uh, Kelly, did you want to read this one? This one's from Roy in Belgium, and it's a five-star rating. Yay! Mm-hmm. Of course, yes. And, he's, and he, it's titled Very Nice. And the review is Very, in- very Entertaining Canadian Podcast from and for people who love guns and gun culture. Technic- uh, technical were needed and lighter conversations were appropriate. And for the European public, a nice look on Canadian uh, side of gun laws, which are closer re- are closer related to ours than the U.S. laws. So that's awesome. We got something from Belgium. I wanted Yay. to see like where Belgium is. <laughs> I know. Where Belgium is on our like our traffic for our website. Okay, we've got... Canada is the most popular, and then going down mm-hmm. from there, U.S., U.K., Brazil, Australia, China, Japan, Germany, Belgium. So Belgium's number 10. So uh, people from Brazil and uh, Australia, we've got one. People from Brazil, China, Japan, and Germany, uh, please step it up. Belgium has <laughs> submitted their review, and uh, technically there's few of, of them. Uh, I was just going to say. How big is Belgium? Do you know how big Belgium is? Uh, like in terms of population? Population and also square mileage. Oh, square mileage is really small. It's uh, really tiny. Yeah. 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 So thanks, Roy. Hmm. Thanks for representing. Thanks, Roy. Yeah. And uh, Brazilians, Chinese, Japanese, and Germans get on it and uh, get those reviews in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? I'd like to hear from uh, Roy on what gun laws are like in Belgium. He says it's very close to can- Canadian, but it'd still be interesting to see what, what they're like, right? Yeah, I would like to know that. I mean, I, I, I've, I catch uh, glimpses here and there. I, I know a little bit about like Switzerland's uh, laws. I know a little uh-huh. bit about uh, German laws, but I don't know anything about uh, about Belgian gun laws. And they're gun- like, they, they have their own laws, uh, and then they have the costs, and everything is expensive. Yes, yes. Uh, I think I was ta- I was talking to someone from France, and the Savage Axis over there was five hundred euros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, here, it's, it's it's a three hundred dollar gun here, and it's five hundred yeah. euros there. Oh man, yeah. yeah. But when you're talking about the cost of living over there, for in regards to euros and that, I know that when I was living over there, a tank of gas way back when um, was even I, it was almost ten dollars for a tank of gas. So you're talking the cost of living over there is just crazy ridiculous. So mm-hmm. yeah, so. Savage access. How much did you say? 500 euros? 500 euros. Not dollars. Yeah. Euros. So that's 2.5 times the price, which equals what it is Canadian. Yeah. like That's crazy. $1,000 plus for just the garbagiest. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of guys out there and, and girls like to, uh, like to get, uh, really nice rifles. And I can see why, if everything's super expensive, why not get like a really nice rifle, right? Get a Seiko mm-hmm. or uh, or something like that, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Now, like here, we've got you know, uh, let's see here, we've got our Savage, like yeah, Savage Axis is an inexpensive hunting rifle, and anyone can own one of those. Uh, and then we've got our Milserps, we've got our three hundred threes, and our Mosin Nagants and SKSs, and uh, uh, even K thirty ones are 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 pretty cheap. They're like three hundred bucks uh, in in rounds. Uh, right. So it's it's very like our our availability of what we can get here is very very different than Europe. True. Our costs for our guns are more expensive than the U.S. as well. Like right, so we have some our, of them. Some yeah. of them. Um, our Norinco M14s, those that you can't get them in the states, and they're nope. the the Polytech ones. There go for quite a bit more than they go here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a bunch of the, uh, Russian stuff, there's, uh, they just, they're not importing into the States anymore. So the SVT 40, for example, here, um, there, there's not really anything that you can get from like a wholesale sports or any, anymore, but, uh, the ones that we have here right in the 300, $400 maybe. And, uh, uh, within the States, those are those same SVT forties are going for $700 because there's a lot fewer of them. And there's a lot more people who want to own them. True. And, uh, SKSs, uh, same, like same story, you know, we can get those here for 200 bucks and in mm-hmm. the States they're going for 400, $500. So craziness. Yeah. <laughs> but then the, everything else is better. They, you know, all the other guns are cheaper, but, uh, yeah, it would be, right. it would be really interesting to get someone from Europe on the show to, uh, talk a little bit about, uh, about their laws out there. So I guess that's an open call. Anyone from Europe who wants to talk about uh, the gun laws from one of those particular countries, uh, I would love to hear from you. Either an email if you're ha- if you're okay with that, or, or maybe even coming onto the show. So let us know, and uh, maybe we can do a, a Europe focus uh, uh, show. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, for everyone else out there who, uh, especially from one of those slacker nations that hasn't given us an <laughs> iTunes review, um, 
leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, make sure that it's a five-star rating. Uh, and uh, we've got 137 five-star reviews so far. We've got 106 from Canada, 28 from the U.S., one Australian, one U.K., one Lithuania, and one Belgium. Uh, make it funnier, and uh, you might he- hear it on the show. And uh, thank you very much to everyone who's already given us a review. We very much appreciate it, and uh, it makes it easier for people to find our show when they're on iTunes or, or what have you. I don't know if Google Play is doing ratings just yet, but uh, when they when those guys start doing ratings, we'll uh, we'll uh, let everyone know how to how to review us on there because you know half the people are using iPhones, half the people are using Android phones. So it'd be nice to mm-hmm. get everyone and, and and make sure that we're available to all the all the gunnies out there from uh, from Canada and abroad. You're right. Uh, do you have any shoutouts, Kelly? I do. I just wanted to say thank you for Tracy to Tracy for coming on, especially at the last minute. I know she had to race out of there as well, but she wanted to get the message across that you know what they're taking care of things. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's so, it really nice out. to get that. Yeah, very timely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Matthew and Trevor had a, a shout out as well. Um, yeah, they did. Do you want? Do you want to take that one? Sure. Unless you do, you have one that you want to talk about first, or not (laughs) okay this one's going out to morgan uh both matthew and trevor wanted to say thank you so much uh matthew had a great time hanging out with you uh during uh the SummerSlam, but also trevor said it was awesome coming over and uh and hanging out with him as well and also he said something about a tank and an apc that you're trying to get one take back to your home range or something i don't know anyways (laughs) but they just wanted to say hey and you know shout out to you so Summer yeah. Slam. Is that a wine tour that they were on? Yes, it was. Slam ah, back. <laughs> okay, good. Yes, slam it back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, for everyone listening, please join one of our national, one or more of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR or the CSSA. It's important to uh, get those guys support. And, you know, especially considering what they're doing uh, uh, on this show and, and what they're doing with those uh, 1022 mags, it's, you know, we need someone who's, who's going to have our back and who is going to get out there and uh, and represent us. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. Uh, we've got a thread there that uh, you can use to comment on. Like us on Facebook, we're at 1,480 likes, uh, 107 thumbs up, 10 gold stars and counting, two flukes, two manatee flippers, two kangaroo thumbs, and one safe space. Awesome. <laughs> any uh, uh, any final shout-outs or sign-off? Well, I cho- 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 choose you. Uh, uh, I just totally blew that. <laughs> <laughs> sp- okay, here, let me let me fix it. I Pika choose you. There you go. There you I go. Choose you. <laughs> the item Pokemon. <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. <laughs> so if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.